Welcome to the Slay the Giant podcast. In this podcast, you will learn, you will grow, you will laugh. This podcast will transform and change your life. Get ready to slay your giants and conquer your fears. Slay the Giant podcast is here for you. So listen up and learn. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining my podcast today. I know that you enjoyed our last topic, which was surrender. And it was talking a little bit about the book and some of the things that have happened and transpired um, since the last time um, we've spoken and we've talked um, together. So I'm grateful that so many of you have purchased the book, read the book. If you have not gotten the book, you got to get the book. It is something that you will want to read, learn, and grow um, and it's going to help you. It's a tool. Um, so you can definitely read it and learn and, and just grow, um, in the Lord from this book. So today's a little different. I am also live on Facebook, but I wanted to open up with a word of prayer. Cause I think that's going to be so valuable to today's topic and discussion. And you'll hear about it a little bit more later. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we have to share, to spend in your presence, to grow, to learn, to examine scripture, to talk about culture, church culture, what's happening in our world, but relating it back to the Bible. God, I pray that you would just get the glory out of this time. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O God. I pray that those who listen will be able to gain something from what we're talking about today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Um, Again, thank you all for joining. Today's topic is the surrendered life without compromise. And we recognize that there's so many things that is happening in our church culture, in the world, and a question that I want to pose is, has the church compromised its message by being too worldly? Is the church too worldly? Um, are, 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 have we compromised some of our Christian values for the sake of being relevant, for the sake of being, um, you know, reaching more people? Have we lost our core, our substance? And are we still called to be separated? Or have we been called to kind of become what everyone else is doing? There are a lot of pressures for leaders, for pastors, for ministers, um, you know, especially youth, young adult ministries. There's so many trends out there. And do we embrace these trends or should we be looking more hardly or more critically at these different trends to say, is this something that should be brought into the church world or church culture? Um, I think I love the fact that we are so authentic and transparent and we have become uh, so, um, you know, invested in, in communicating the gospel of Jesus Christ in different ways. But has this method and has our methods are are our methods more watered down than substantive? You know, are, are we really doing and being the church that God would have wanted us to be? You know, and I, I often think about, you know, if Jesus were to walk into some of our churches right now, if Jesus were to open the doors of our churches, would he recognize that this is a church service giving glory and honor unto him? Would he recognize that this is a place where 
we have invited his presence and his spirit or would he recognize a place where flesh is glorified, where the spirit of God is not being elevated in and raised in the church? Would he say this is not the church that he died for? And so within that question, we also have to recognize uh, the fact that although God has called us to be separated, although God has called us to be different, he's also called us to um reach the world. You know, the Bible tells us to go into all the world and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's called us to do that. Um, it was in Luke five verses 29 through 32, where, uh, Jesus was being questioned about whether he should be sitting with sinners. Um, it, it reads and Levi, um, made him Jesus a great feast in his house, in his own house. And there was a great company of publicans and, of others that sat with them. But their scribes and Pharisees murmured against his disciples saying, why do ye eat and drink with publicans and sinners? And Jesus answering said unto them that they that are whole not need a physician, but they that are sick, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And so what Jesus' message was, is like, I am here for those who are lost. I am here for those who don't um, know me. I am here for those who are sick. And that's what our churches are. They are hospitals. They are a hospital to welcome people who are sick, who are broken, who are downtrodden, who are depressed, who are discouraged. Um, And I think you know, in an effort to do that, to be that hospital, we've added so many different things to this hospital now to make it so um, appeasing and appetizing and palatable to the world that perhaps there are some areas that we need to really rethink and say, is this the church that God really wanted? And is this the church that God died for? You know, Jesus interacted with sinners. He interacted with the lost. He interacted with those. Um, he sat down and had dinner with them and spoke with them and, and spent time with them. But at the same time, there was a clear delineation between who Jesus was and who they were. We knew and they knew that he was a son of God. And, you know, when you interact with your neighbors, with your coworkers, with those around you, do they really know that you are a believer? Do they know your values? Do they know your standard? Do they know what you you believe um, and at your core? And is it something that you um, have learned to hide? Or is your light shining so that men can see your good work and glorify your father in heaven? Or are you hiding, like the song says, your light under a bushel? And, you know, I think the church has to be that city on a hill that can't be hid. We have to be bold and we have to be courageous with our message and and say that Jesus saves. And we have to be bold and courageous and not compromise what God has called us to do. The word of God says in 2 Timothy uh, 1 verses 8 through 10, it says, Do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God who saved us and called us to a holy calling. Do you hear that? Holy means set apart, separate. He's called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Jesus Christ before the ages began, began, and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our savior, Jesus Christ who abolished sin and brought life and immorality to light through the gospel. 
Paul was reminding leaders and pastors that the church belongs to Christ and he has called us to a holy calling. This is God's church. This is his, we are his people and and the people of that church are belonging to Christ. And we have to proclaim the gospel, proclaim Jesus, proclaim the word of God without compromise and not worrying about, oh, who's, who are we going to offend today? Or how, you know, how are we going to reach this group? And we, you know, preach this part of the Bible. No, we have to preach the Bible in its entirety, in its fullness and in, in its completeness and believe that if God has called us to be the church, we have to stand up and be that church, even if it's not popular, even if it's not pretty, even if it doesn't always make us look a certain way, we have to be willing to say, you know what? This is what the word of God says. Die to our flesh, die to our own ambitions, die to our own desires of what we want to see the church being we we have to allow God to to lead his church and to lead us um as as a body of believers and this is these are some of the things that I've I've noticed um and some of the things that the Holy Spirit has been dealing with me about uh, regarding compromising compromising happens when the word of God is not being taught and you know there are millions of churches all across the country all across the world everywhere um you can find a church um you know especially now online with the internet and and wi-fi and everything being so readily available you can find church but what i am noticing is that there has been a shift in even some of the things that are being preached it's not necessarily the gospel but it it may be more of like a pep talk or, or a motivational speech and listen i am I love to be motivated. I love to be encouraged. I love to be built up in the faith. I need that. But it has to be a balance of being built up in the faith and then also calling me out when there's certain things that needs to be corrected. And we have to be the church that God has called us to be. And sometimes that means that we are going to have to be corrected. We may not like the correction that comes. We may not like it. But when a parent loves you, you know, a parent who has a child and they love their child, they correct that child. They want to steer that child in the right direction because they recognize that in the long run, it's going to make them a better person. They're going to have the characteristics of, uh, Jesus. They're going to have the characteristics of one who, um, is a good citizen to society and the same with us in the body of Christ, you know, our leaders, our pastors have to be able to guide us and to steer us into the right direction through the word of God, through scripture, um, in order for us to live the life that is pleasing to God. And that is something that I see so often is like we rely on memes. We rely on these quotes and these motivational talks that we see on YouTube. I'll never forget listening to, um, pastor Stephen Furtick. And he talked about how, you know, he would run into people and they would see him and they would say, Oh my God, I enjoyed your sermon. And he was like, okay, which one? And he would say, you know, he, he was, he would ask them which one. And then they would say, Oh, it was this particular sermon. And they would say the sermon, but he'd recognize that they were referring to not a full sermon. They were referring to like a one to two minute clip. And this is what they called a full sermon. And we, we have to recognize that 
you know, if we really want to endeavor to be the church that God has called us to be, that called out church, that church with a holy calling, we have to be willing to not only, uh, you know, preach and teach the word, but apply the word to our lives. And every part of that word, the word of God, um, the Bible says that the word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. If you are confused, if you don't know which way to go, you don't have to run to the latest prophet. I love prophecies. You can go to the word. Everything you need is directly in the word of God. Every tool, every strategy, anything that you need to know about your future, your current circumstances, your life, it is in the word of God. And so often we rely on all of these other things to substitute for something that God has already created perfectly. The word of God is, is our tool, is our, is the pathway to light, to life. And, and it, it's supposed to be our guide. And so often it is not the first thing we run to. It is often the last thing we want to. And we have to get back to allowing the word of God to take full residence in everything that we do and allowing the word to, to preach to us and to teach us the way. Um, you know, we have, we have for a long time, been so caught up into hearing what every other person has to say, but not getting into the word for ourselves. Even your most favorite preacher, your most favorite leader and teacher of the gospel of Jesus, you need to go back into the word of God and cross check what they're saying with the word, with the doctrine you believe in, all of that is necessary, but because we are one of those societies where we like this microwave gospel, we want to hear it quick. We want to hear it fast. We want to hear it our way and we want to hear what we want to hear. We're okay with whatever they say, even if, you know, it's not biblical or in scripture. There's so many things and quotes that we say, you know, that may not even be in scripture. Like for example, the quote that we say, when the praises go up, the blessings come down. That's not in scripture. I mean, it's nice. Don't get me wrong. I've said it, I'm sure. Um, but we have to be the church that God wants us to be. And that is a church of the Bible. That is a church who takes the biblical perspective, the word of God, and you know, not being afraid to talk about the things that other folks don't want to talk about in scripture. And we'll delve into that as we progress throughout our podcast, but it is necessary for us to get back to reading the word of God. You know, I admire our fathers um, of this generation. I admire, you know, the generals of our time because when they preach, they know scripture. When they preach, they know the Bible. They can tell you where something is found without even looking into the scripture. They are um, students of the word. And I admire even my father, my mother, who read the word and have learned the word and read the word, you know, the whole Bible through and through every single year, because they recognize that it's not only, um, the, the thing that you need for a preaching material, but the word of God is what you need for daily application and living. You know, the word of God is what helps us grow and sustains us as a believer. And when we are in the word and when we take the word and we hide it in our heart, so that we may not sin against God, we're able to live differently, walk upright before God, walk in holiness and righteousness before God. That is God's desire for our lives. 
The second thing that I that has been on my spirit about um, the compromise that is taking place in the body of Christ is the worship to God has been replaced with self glorification. We have been so, um, you know, we are so uh, caught up into building our own kingdoms and building a name for ourselves and building our identity and our ministry that we have forgotten that it's really about Jesus and Jesus only. And when people see us, they should see Jesus and be turned back to him through our work, through our deeds, through how we talk, through how we carry ourselves, through our lifestyle. All of that has to lead to Jesus, including our worship. Our worship has to be leading to Christ and, and drawing us into more of his presence and drawing us more into his kingdom and our worship services, our times of worship has to be guided towards him. And even if you listen very closely to worship songs, and I'm not going to call any call, call any out, but some of the songs are all about me, 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 what God can do for me, 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 and not enough about God, I honor you. I worship you, not because of what you can do, but simply because of who you are, simply because you're holy, you're righteous, you're wonderful, you're you're awesome, you're great. You know, that's what we have to get back to. When we're talking about worshiping God, it has to be at its core about Jesus and about worshiping him and not about glorifying ourselves, glorifying man, glorifying, you know, what we desire, what we want, what we feel is, is needed in our lives, but it has to come back to Jesus. I love that song says, I'm coming back to the heart of worship where it's all about you and not about me. I'm coming back to that place where Lord, you are the center of attention. You're the focal point. You're the only one that is, is to be worshiped, is to be honored. You're the only one who is to be glorified. And another thing that has happened is, you know, the third way that I've seen things, the church become compromised is that it's become all about paying the weekly bills more than about serving Jesus and, and really being about kingdom business. You know, um, I, one of the things I look at when I'm, uh, you know, looking at a good, strong church is I ask questions like, you know, how's their worship? How's the preaching? Those things are great. But I also look at things like, okay, how much do they give to, to missions? And are there opportunities to volunteer, to sow into the community, to give to the, the community around them, you know, or is it about, you know, sowing into the ministry so that you can build another building or so that you can build a, a, a greater this or that, or you can, you know, look good and, you know, you can be better than this ministry over here. You know, it really has to get, we have to get Get back to uh, ministry being about serving God and serving God's people and being willing to give of our time and give of our energy and our money and our resources to the kingdom of God. You know, so often, you know, when you ask someone to volunteer for ministry nowadays, it's like, oh, well, how much am I going to be paid to do it? And I'm all for paying people. I'm all for giving people what they're due. I'm all for, you know, blessing the people of God because we work hard in ministry. I believe in that. I believe in sowing. But there's some things where you just got to say this is in honor and glory to God. You know, this is my my service to the Lord. This is this is what honors the Lord. When I do X, Y, Z in ministry, this glorifies him. This is not about man. Whether man uh, gives me the praise or accolade that I think I deserve, it doesn't matter. This is all about Jesus. And at the end of the day, as long as Jesus is pleased and as long as Jesus is satisfied and glorified and honored, that's all that matters. It's not all about money. It's not all about getting, you know, 
paid for whatever we are doing. So we really have to get back to the place where it's not just about, you know, oh, we're, we're, we're collecting an offering so that this can happen, but it needs to be about servanthood and about giving to the Lord and about um, giving sacrificially because that's what he's required of us. And, and some of you may say, well, those are, you know, kind of negative. How do we get back to the heart of worship? How do we get back to this place where Christ is centered um, and Christ is glorified in everything we do? Um, one of the things we got to do is be open to correction. One of the ways that preachers are going to be able to preach the uncompromising truth of the word of God is if we as the body of Christ are open to correction, are open to them saying, this is the right way. What the direction you're going in is not okay. And it may be uncomfortable, but that's okay. I'm okay with going to church and not feeling comfortable all the time. It is okay. When you're uncomfortable, that's where growth can happen. When you are uncomfortable and, you know, not saying that they're being offensive or they're saying things that are out of pocket as, you know, the young people say, not that. But what I am saying is when they preach the uncompromised word of God and it's correcting you and it's leading you in the right direction and it's biblical and it's in scripture and it's rightly divided, then yes, correct me if I'm wrong. I want to be right. I want to walk upright. I want to do this the, the God kind of way. You know, I am reading a book and many of you will hear more about it because we are also reading this book um, for our rooted Bible study. And it's by A.W. Tozer and it's called The Crucified Life. And it says, the crucified life is a life wholly given over to the Lord in absolute humility and obedience, a sacrifice pleasing to the Lord. The word crucified takes us back to what Christ did on the cross. The verse, the, the verse in scripture is Galatians 2 verse 20. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the son of, of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So understand this. If you're going to live a surrendered life, a uh, life that is not compromised, a life that is crucified, you got to be okay with being uh, corrected through the word of God. Secondly, we, our churches and our, in our personal lives, we have to be biblically based without compromise. We got to get in the word and rightly divide it and then apply what we understand the word of God to be true. You know, we can't keep watching what everyone else is doing and saying, oh, well, this is the new trend or this is the latest this and this. is Oh, this preacher is doing it so I can do it. Or this person, you know, that I look up to in ministry is doing it so I can become that. What does the word of God say? Does it reflect the Bible? Does it reflect what Jesus says is truth? And if it doesn't reflect it, don't do it. We are called to be followers of Christ, not to be followers of man. And I know the word of God says, uh, you know, that we are to be the light so that the world can see our light and they follow our light that shines. But that only comes when we're following Christ and we're doing what he's called us to do. And the third thing um, that helps us to get back to the heart of worship is where worship is unlimited and God and given to God freely. You know, we have to get back to the place where we're worshiping him in our houses, in our cars, in our, you know, churches everywhere where we allow worship to just freely be in our atmosphere and allowing the presence of God to just take reign um, and allowing God to be God in every area of our lives. But church 
people of God, friends, family, we have to get back to the heart of worship where it is all about him, where it is all about him and not about our flesh, not about our own desires, but really seeking the Lord for what he wants and saying, God, not my will, but thy will be done. I die to my own will. Even as a church, as a body of believers, we have to get to that place where it's about him. Lord, whatever you have said about my journey, about my path, about where you're leading me, I'm willing to go even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's not everything I thought it was going to be. And I keep coming back to this, but the surrendered life is not a life that you, uh, you, you know, you always say it's peaches and, and perfect. It's not always that way. And we have to be okay with that, you know, in this book, uh, The Crucified Life, he talks about how, you know, he was a preacher who wanted to be able to preach, you know, pretty sermons. He wanted to preach rosy sermons, but that's not what God had called him to. God had called him to preach a sermon that, you know, sometimes would get him kicked out of the church and where he, you know, would not be invited back to the church. And it is because, you know, this message is not necessarily popular because, it's not comfortable. It's not the thing that we want to think about. We don't want to think about sometimes the crucified or the surrendered life may cause you pain and may cost you money or resources or time or energy and effort, or it may hurt sometimes. It may cause you to forgive someone who you don't think you wanted to forgive. Um, but that is what we're talking about, the uncompromised life, taking the word of God for what it is and living it out. Um, and I think that is the world's greatest struggle with the church is that sometimes we portray, you know, the, that they can do whatever and not abide by the word of God. They know what the scriptures are. They know sometimes the scriptures better than we do. We have to now say, this is what the word of God says without compromise. And this is what we believe in. It's okay if you don't believe it, but this is what it says. You know, it may not be comfortable. You may not like it, but, but this is what the word says and be okay with sharing the gospel. This, um, this first part of the book is the introduction. It says nothing was more serious to Tozer than the things of God. He had a sense of humor, but he did not consider the gathering of God's people to be frivolous to be a frivolous occasion, but rather a time for worship and adoration to God. To Tozer, if you needed entertainment to get a crowd, it was not Christian. And that's sometimes what our churches have become. It's become entertainment system, uh, places, and entertainment um, places for, uh, you know, where people, uh, you, you go to churches and, oh, who's that famous person? Or, oh, I want to take a selfie with that one before I, before I leave church. That's not what church is about. Church has to be about that life of um sanctification, holiness before God, the uncompromised life, the crucified life, the surrendered life, and, and living it according to scripture and the word of God. Um, and I want to leave you with uh, a quote um, that um, comes from this book again. I'm telling you, if you haven't gotten the, the crucified life by A.W. A. Tozer, you need to get it. It says, one important point many fail to understand is that the Bible was never meant to replace God. Rather, it was meant to lead us into the heart of God. And too many Christians stop with the text and never go on to experience the presence of God. We as believers have to lean into the word of God so that we can experience him in the fullness of his power and to experience him in the, the fullness of the word of God and apply all of it, all of it, even the parts you don't like, even the parts you that make you feel uncomfortable, that you feel you haven't fully attained yet, you know, 
Those are the parts that you have to latch on to. Those are the parts that you have to say, Lord, you know, I receive it. Even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's going to cost me something, Lord, I receive it. I don't want to compromise any part of the scripture, the word of God, because I want to live according to scripture. I want to live according to the word. I don't want to live according to my flesh. I want to live according to the word that God has laid out for me. And that's the, the church that God is looking for. He's looking for a church without spot or wrinkle. He's looking for a church that is striving for perfection, walking out this journey with holiness and righteousness. And I want to leave you with this scripture, Philippians 3, verse 12. It says, not that I have already obtained all this and have already arrived at a goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Listen, people of God, what Paul was saying here is, you know, after 30 years of ministry, after 30 years of preaching the gospel, many years of traveling and teaching and, and spreading the good news, he's saying, I have not obtained everything. I haven't learned all I'm going to learn. I don't know all I'm going to know, but I am still going to keep pressing toward the mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus. And so that is where we have to be as believers, as the body, as the church, is that we have to keep pressing and keep growing and keep desiring to grow. And, and you know, if anything that the, the pandemic has taught us is that we have to have deep roots in God because if we don't have deep roots in God, there's a potential for us to fall. And for many of us, we've fallen or we've we've lost our fire, our passion for God simply because we weren't able to go in a church building where you had a great praise and worship or a great preach sermon. You had to do it in your home. You had to experience God in your own way, in your private time. And, and some of us weren't used to that. And so that made the difference, you know, that brought us to a low point. But I am telling you that in our personal walk with God, in our, in our growth walk with God, in this, this journey where we're trying to be more like him, we have to be okay with saying, I've not arrived. I've not gotten to the place I want to go. There is more to obtain. Like Paul was saying, I want to grow to where God wants me to be. And I want to do this as, as close to God and, and, and as, uh, you know, getting to the heart of God and, and intimate with him, you know, not compromising, not wavering, not moving, not budging and not allowing those things to, um, stop me from, not allowing the world's way of doing things to stop me from the way God wants me to do it. So we have to walk this walk without compromise. You know, uh, today's topic, I know it was one that probably touched you, probably made you think maybe about areas in your life, areas in the church, areas in the body of Christ where you've seen compromise, where you've seen things happen that you say, this is not according to scripture. This is not right. And I think that you have to get back to the word and we have to all get back to the word and say, you know, is what's happening in culture, is what's happening in society, is what's being preached, does that align with the word of God? Does that align with scripture? Does that align, you know, with what God would want? Is this the church God would want to see? And so that is that those are the questions that we have to ask ourselves and get back to that heart of worship where it's all about Jesus. It's about the surrendered, crucified life where we're saying, not my will, but thy will be done. Thank you all for joining me tonight. I appreciate you. Um, I want you to know that there is a book out called Surrender. If you've not purchased it, go and get it. I've heard it's a great book uh, by yours truly. So many people have reviewed it and told me how much they're being blessed by it. So I want you to go and get the book. And I just want you to be in prayer for the ministry and all the wonderful things God is going to do. Soon and very soon, we are going to be having a preacher's kids 
Summit, and it's going to be for all preachers, kids, special sessions for teens and pastors and leaders. So I want you to to listen out for that. September 18th is going to be on Facebook. So please check us out, Facebook, or you can email us at slaythegiantpodcast at gmail.com. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to the Slay the Giant podcast. I know that you've been blessed. Maybe you've cried, laughed, or you've learned something. Whichever way, thank you for joining us today. I pray that as you go throughout your week, you'll meditate on what you've heard and you'll grow and continue to learn. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please go to slaythegiantpodcast at gmail.com or you can go to my website at www.allramsey.org. Thank you, and until next time, be blessed.